Welcome to Design by Us, the show where we discuss how humans design the world. Wow, Luigi, what a great WWDC that was, hey? That was really good, wasn't that it? That was beautiful. It was yeah. fantastic. Just if we knew what, we, what happened. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it's not like we're recording this before WWDC, uh, which is the episode that you would have listened to uh, last week as a listener. But that WWDC was phenomenal, wasn't it? You know I, you know how I call this? What? Great podcast planning. Yeah, great podcast planning. Uh, ahead. Exactly, yeah. And actually, you know, we're going to continue the... Um, the theme of Apple, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna look at it in a different direction. And to be honest, like, do you feel like we talk about Apple too much on this show? And so what? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I mean, it's fine. Uh, I don't think we talk about it too much. Okay. Well, we're gonna talk about something which I think connects a lot of the different things that we like to talk about on the show, right? Beautiful design, but also creating conditions for creativity, right? Yeah. Um, and and that is because today we're gonna be talking about specifically Apple Park. Uh, or yeah, Apple Park, which is the the campus headquarters where Apple are based, uh, and no doubt last week we would have seen a pre-recorded video presentation from that was shot in locations around Apple Park. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed the bit in the uh, Steve Jobs Theater. That was cool. Yeah, and then when they had the drone shot flying through it. Yeah, yeah, man, I hope that's in there again. And then they, they go across <laughs> the whole campus. Yeah, And then yeah. when the Apple Watch uh, rolls out for the new features for yeah. the US, yeah, yeah, they yeah. go to the fitness room. With fitness them. center, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. But we're also going to maybe talk a little bit about Norman Foster as well, who yeah. is uh, Foster and Partners were the architects behind Apple Park. Um, and I'd say that basically I've kind of researched Foster and Partners mm-hmm. and understood a little bit about the other projects. Let's start with him. Do you want it? Yeah, yeah, I think that will give us like a lot of context on all the things you have built. Yeah. And then yeah. we can zoom in into the Apple Park. Because what I was thinking was when we zoom into the Apple Park, I might kindly slash rudely interrupt you with facts about other places that he's built. Let's do it. Because yeah. I think it would be interesting to see, you know, oh, that thing that's in Apple Park, that was actually started here, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was an idea explored previously in this thing or that thing. Yeah, I think we should do it like that. Right. And I, I think the important part to highlight here is that I, one of my revelations looking into this mm-hmm. is that Apple Park was just... It's not a building for the sake of being a fancy building mm-hmm. or just hire a, 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 a famous architect architect to make a building and just mm-hmm. make a statement. Mm-hmm. I really, really think that Steve Jobs just wanted to make something that mirror the standards at which people should build their products. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what, let's, let's very briefly start yeah. there. So Steve Jobs, he signed off plans just a few months before he died, right? Yeah. Yeah, actually, there is a video in the in the show notes mm-hmm. of uh, the presentation that he made to the council, to oh, the Cupertino yeah. council, to right. make that, and it's actually beautiful. Yeah. What did he say during that presentation? Actually, I have <clears throat> I have a quick snippet here, and I'm gonna play it. I uh, when I was 13, I think, I called up uh, Hewlett and Packard were my idols, and I called up Bill Hewlett because he lived in Palo Alto and. And he picked up the phone and I talked to him and I asked him if he'd give me some spare parts for something I was building called a frequency counter. And he did, but in addition to that, he gave me something way more important. He gave me a job that summer, a summer job at Hewlett Packard uh, right here on, uh, in Santa Clara off 280, the division that built frequency counters. And I was in heaven. Well, right around that exact moment in time, uh, Hewlett and Packard themselves were walking on some property over here in Cupertino, in Prune Ridge, and they ended up buying it. Uh, and they built their computer systems division there. And uh, as Hewlett Packard has been shrinking lately, they decided to sell that property and we bought it. So that's how he started. It's not really that relevant, is it? The beautiful part, look, the beautiful part is that 
the, the circle connected. Right right, 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 right. I started there. I had an internship. That's how I'm signing to the council. Like, yeah, this yeah. place is important to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and I care. I care yeah. about this. Yeah. Do you know they had to buy five different bits of contiguous land to, to, to make the space for Apple Park, right? And they mm-hmm. did it through, like, a they did it anonymously. Because if Apple, like, say, oh, we want to, like, say it's in London, right? And we want to build, like, a huge Apple Park in London. And we need five bits of land that are all connected to each other that are owned mm-hmm. by different owners. That fifth guy who is selling it will be an absolute, yeah. you know, he will negotiate uh, or she will negotiate. And basically, like, it'll be really expensive. So they yeah. bought it all secretly. Oh, really? Yeah, Secret. under, like, different companies and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. he or she got leverage yeah. in the, the fifth person. Yeah, yeah but, the, but the, so that, that wouldn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to the outside world, it's like, oh, five different people have bought these five different bits of land. But, Oh, that's interesting. So, just, yeah. I mean, it, it took what, like eight years of, of planning to yeah. actually make this happen. Like they permits. Let's do that for Disneyland as well. Really? Yeah, the first one. Yeah, it's eight years of just planning, getting permits, getting concepts out. That's a long time. It's yeah. nearly a decade of yeah. just planning. Where is Apple Park? It's in Cupertino. So, when I looked at it on maps, it was quite interesting to me because it's literally surrounded by like residential area. <laughs> Yeah. I really thought it was in the middle of nowhere. I thought you had to like really drive to it and stuff like that, but it's kind of in a town, right? Yeah, it's in Cupertino. Yeah. And if you actually look at the map, it's super interesting because I calculate it's about one fifth of one fifteenth of the whole of Cupertino. That's um, insane. It's a whole company, it's a one fifteenth, one twentieth of the yeah. whole the whole surface area of the of the of the city. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So n- let's go with Norman Foster. Yeah, sure. So Who's him? uh <laughs> Norman Foster. Uh, he is um, basically an architect, right? And he actually was born uh, in close to Manchester, actually. And really? he studied in Manchester, yeah. He studied in Manchester as well. Yeah, in Manchester? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't come from like a really affluent background. Um, so he basically, yeah, it's like one of these stories of somebody who's really yeah. kind of just made it really good. And then, yeah, basically um, he studied in Manchester where all the best people do. Side note, I wasn't able to find any work that he's done in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Like in the University of Manchester. No one really talks about him. Yeah, I mean, they should do. They absolutely yeah, yeah. should do. But I think also back then, Side note, like there was like a merger between Victoria yeah. Union. Different unions. Yeah, it's just yeah. like different unis. Like. But yeah, I mean, it bodes well yeah. because uh, everyone in Manchester does that. Travelled across America for a bit um, and then basically came to the UK and be- and started his first architecture practice called Team 4. Interestingly, he wasn't like a qualified architect then. Okay. Um, and the whole thing fell apart because there was one qualified architect uh, and that person chose to leave because yeah. like, of some friction and stuff like that. Um, but then afterwards, um, he went and created Foster Associates, which became Foster and Partners, yeah. which became this all-conquering, yeah, this all-conquering um, architectural practice. He was also into his turtlenecks, I see. Was he? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, yes. there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some turtlenecks. Yeah, yeah, there um, you go. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it is a thing. Maybe it is a thing. I feel like, um, have you met any architects? No. I've met I mean, few. yeah, I did, but not, not to this name. I've met a few architects and yeah, like... I think architects are very cool people. Yeah. And I think architecture is an interesting discipline because it is like engineering and art mixed together and all this kind of stuff. But anyway, yeah, so that that's Norman Foster. Yeah. And well, what big buildings he made oh, that we know around? I'm so glad you asked right, because yeah. I went through everything, every bit of um, every list that I could find of buildings that they've made. Mm-hmm. And it's insane. I basically, there's so many buildings. And basically what I did was I categorized them into places I've been or places that I haven't been, but I know about, right? So under places that I haven't been, but I know about, 
Lucille Iconic Stadium. So that was for the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, the Reichstag building. So I don't know if you know, basically it was it was like the German parliament or it is the German parliament. Nazis came, chose not to use that anymore. When the Russians came to liberate um, Berlin, then they put the big, they put the Soviet flag on, okay. on the building. It was a big famous, very really famous yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. And then basically like after reunification in like the 90s, they chose to rebuild it basically. Not from scratch, like it was already there, but it was like a shell and Foster and Partners were already involved in that. McLaren Technology Center. Mm-hmm. Fun fact about the McLaren Technology Center. Wait, do you even know what that is? No. Okay, right, okay, cool. I assume it's a developed R&D place for McLaren. Yeah, so basically it's um it's in Woking, which mm-hmm. is in Surrey, which is south of London. And it's this huge building. It's a bit like, um you know, like, you know, like the yin and yang. Yeah. So if you take like a yin or a yang, like one bit of it, it's like a building shape like that. It's got okay. huge lakes around it. Yeah, I think it has in drive to survive. Yeah, yeah, uh, you probably have, yeah. And what, what they do, they use the lakes as heat exchangers for the wind oh. tunnels that are underground in McLaren Technology Center. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's insane. That's it's really cool, yeah. Interesting. Um, and if you watch some of the videos from behind the scenes in it, it's like a really cool building. Like, it's really, really cool. Um, anyway, so those are, the, those are the places that I haven't been, but kind of want to go to or I'm aware of or whatever. Mm-hmm. Place that I have been. Bloomberg headquarter in London. Walk past that. Principal place in London. Amazon's headquarters in London. Walk past that. The Gherkin. Walk past that. Like just a few days ago for all of these things, right? A Canada Square. HSBC London's headquarters in Canary Wharf. Been there. HSBC Tower in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. Been there. Stansted Airport Terminal. Been there. Hong Kong International Airport, been there. Canary Wharf Tube Station. You'll be proud of the, of the Stansted International <laughs> Airport. <laughs> not, right. not his best work. No. Okay. <laughs> Beijing International Airport, been there. Heathrow Terminal, been there. Wembley, Wem- Wembley Stadium, been there. London City Hall, been there. Milan Viaduct, been there. Millennium Bridge, been there. Uh, QE2, um, sorry, Queen Elizabeth II, Great Court in the British Museum, been there. Oh, wow. So the I didn't know the Millennium Bridge and Wembley Stadium was also by him. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, so much... Millennium of... Bridge, he also messed up, by the way. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll yeah. talk about that later. But, but it'd be interesting, like, it's what's what's cool about it is so much of... There's like a non-zero chance that you go to someone and you think, oh, that's a cool building, that it was Foster and Partners. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's insane. And this architectural practice now is huge. They've got uh, offices around the world. Uh, I think about 1,800 employees. So it's not obviously not him, like, designing everything by hand, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a cool company, basically. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it was actually him, uh, Steve, basically Steve Jobs picked yeah, him yes. to make that happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and it was him, Johnny Ive, and Steve. Yeah, yeah. They they came together and they it's super interesting because they, they all cover different areas of strength. Like mm-hmm. he was an architect, obviously. Johnny Ive's product designer and then Steve, Steve. Mm-hmm. I, I found it I found it fascinating. It's like at the it's like a lot of a lot of great personalities. So I, I wonder how much would they clash. So like being in that room Mm-hmm. and seeing these people talk to each other and mm-hmm. just clashing or maybe ideas. I don't know if ideas were just building on top of each other. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It must have been such an interesting design and creative process that happened over eight years. Yeah. It was a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. So Norman Foster, then he comes, he yeah. builds, he starts building this thing in what, 20, 2011? 2014. They... Okay, 2014. That's when construction starts. Okay, 2014, yeah, construction starts, and then in op- it opened in 2017. Yeah, you're right. You know, fun fact, Steve Jobs requested a budget of $500 million mm-hmm. when they started planning for all of this. Mm-hmm. And then when they bought the land, all of that only cost $160 million. <laughs> They were, okay, like, we are a bit short. So in right. 2011, <laughs> right. in 2011, they then went into $5 billion, Yeah. And they increased the budget to $5 billion. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's just really funny. They were really, really underestimated what happened. 
how much this was going to cost. Mm-hmm. Um, another fun fact, uh, just I'm just going to like jump walk you through a few of the high-level decisions. We can let, feel free to interrupt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discuss. Uh, 80% of land, it was 160 million. Mm-hmm. 80% of it is just green space. Yeah. Interesting. It's not really productive. You know how we think like productivity by meter square? Mm-hmm. And a lot of places. Wait, what, do you mean, what do you mean? We think that. No, like if you wanna, if you <laughs> That's wanna. That's not a conversation we've had. No, no, no. But like optimize. Like a lot of the times when you're in the same places like London, mm-hmm. you're just trying to optimize for return investment per meter square. Right? Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of the things in these big cities are expensive. Mm-hmm. Are are expensive and small. Mm-hmm. They they didn't really care about it. Yeah, I mean it's like um it's a flex. Yeah. Having a garden is a flex. No, I don't, I wouldn't say it right now, but I think like. When you move through history, people mm-hmm. that managed to have a front garden and a back garden it used to be seen as like, well, well, those people are doing well. Seriously. Yeah. Because realistically, look at how houses have been moving. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But anyway, that we're not talking about gardens. But another really interesting thing is that the whole is... So if you haven't seen the Apple Park campus, it's quick description. It's basically... It looks like a UFO just landed and it has a hole in the middle. Yeah. Like a giant donut. Um, and yeah, it's a huge donut with a huge hole in the middle. It's mm-hmm. like Raviate in the middle of the mm-hmm. donut. And it's split into a nine circular. <laughs> Sorry. So Raviate in the middle of the donut. So when you go into Krispy Kreme, do you think, oh man, Ravi, you got here just before me. No, but this is a much bigger meal. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's basically split into nine circular sections. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a circle made of nine small... Is it nine? Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was eight. I thought it would be an even number as well. But yeah, it's not. It's, it's nine. nine. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. That's really interesting. I wonder why they went with nine. So these are like slices of the donut. Yeah. 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 It's like a nine. pizza. Pizza split into nine slices. Nine slices. Yeah. That's so extra. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Nine. Yeah. Nine. You want me to repeat it or? That's so. That's so weird. Nine. Like. Hmm. I do. Hmm. Like it's a weird number to pick. Don't you think? But it's what is what the math. Probably the math made it. I don't, I don't really know why, actually. Yeah. Well, actually, that makes sense. Because you know, like, car wheels? Mm-hmm. You know how they're, like, typically odd number of spokes? Number of spokes. On oh, I do not. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you count, it's either five or seven, usually. So, and they've got to, like, hold up a whole car. So I wonder if there is some, like, an engineering reason for nine. And then they're like, oh, okay, well, we need nine sets of columns or whatever. Therefore, yeah. we will split the building into nine zones or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. All right, anyway, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, moving from there, I think there are a few elements that I would like to zoom in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one is the cooling system. Yeah. The other one is the energy. Yeah. And the other one is the base isolation system. Nice. Well, um, let's start with cooling. Let's start with cooling. Because um, I assume you've got this, and by the way, it's made of glass, right? The whole thing is made of glass. Yeah, the much, whole yeah. thing is made of glass. And that's actually an interesting thing. Yeah. Because when once you make it of glass, mm-hmm. you get all this sunshine mm-hmm. beaming into it. Mm-hmm. And California is kind of like a desertic area. You get all of this light going through, mm-hmm. light heats up through the glass, mm-hmm. and then you have the problem of heating, mm-hmm. right? So Too how are you going to cool down yeah. the place? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what they decided to do, they have these canopies that just come out a little bit. Mm-hmm. They provide shadow at a specific angle. Right. So they cover most of the surface area of mm-hmm. the of the glass. Mm-hmm. Still let light through mm-hmm. because it's just direct sunlight, sunlight not going yeah. through. Yeah, yeah. So imagine you have the top floor yeah. and you have the bottom floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have a glass yeah. that just goes across both floors right okay but what happens is that the top of the glass doesn't really connect to the top of the rooftop right okay so what happens is that there is there is a a big gap quite a big gap that basically lets air flow through it right when the breeze hits in so you get a lot of fresh air right 
air okay cool so it's just like it's so it's a path for the so the air is like coming it's traveling it's heading towards the building yeah it's like oh you know here i go i'm gonna go through look i can see that big gap there oh shit it's made of glass let me go up and go up 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 and then it's like then it's like okay cool and then it kind of like does a u-turn goes a top across the top of the window and then comes back down pretty much yeah. why not just have windows that open because it's a, they also wanted to make it the the biggest curved glass in the world oh yeah i can see so i can see why that's difficult yeah yeah, yeah 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 you need to be careful man yeah um but anyway apparently it's, imagine cleaning it i don't think apple has probably cleaning that yes i think so no just cleaning the whole outside of that thing it must take forever it probably is it's kind of like the the bridge in san francisco yeah, that yeah, they yeah. painted one year <laughs> and then they have to start again the the next year because <laughs> it takes a year to paint yeah so they're yeah. always painting yeah. it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's probably the same with the Apple. They always clean the windows. <laughs> but it's actually really interesting because that whole system across the whole campus, again, you're exposed to so many breezes and air currents. So it's able to provide, to not provide external air conditioning or heating systems mm -hmm. for seven months of the year. Wow. So pretty much you save some, some electricity bills. Yeah. Number one. Number two, it also, it's automatically keeps the temperature between 20 and 25 degrees. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, no, I, to be honest, like, I, I can't stand air conditioning. Yeah. I, I get it that in some places you need to you need to live. You need it to live, right? There are some places in the world where it's just too hot, right? Yeah. It's dangerous for humans. But air conditioned air is not it's not great. It's not real air. No, no. Do you no. know what I mean? Yeah, it's not great. It's not real air at all. Yeah, it's not great. Um I think this reminds me of uh, the concept of a wet wall. Have you heard of this? No. In super dry areas like Arizona, mm -hmm. what you have is just a, a huge wall mm -hmm. which cannot permeate water mm -hmm. and you fill it up with water mm -hmm. and you put it usually outside the house mm -hmm. and it kind of like goes faces towards the house but also connects to the outside so whenever mm -hmm. a warmer breeze of air hits in mm -hmm. hits the water cools down a bit the water absorbs, absorbs most of the heat and then the force of the of the air i'm not necessarily sure if this this is exactly how it works but mm -hmm. the air passes through the the, the house the house and wow. then it cools down that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I guess it is cool. Yeah, it is yeah. very cool. Yeah. yeah, that was a, a great one. So that was uh, the, the, the cooling system. Mm -hmm. Another really interesting thing before we keep, we keep going, mm -hmm. um, the shops inside the store. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I really want to go there. That's yeah. all I can say. Because so, you can buy stuff there that you can't buy anywhere exactly. else. Exactly. So they managed to make it into a kind of... You can go there, you can go to the Apple store, you can have a coffee, you can see like different experiences. They managed to make it like the Lego house of the Apple thing. Yeah, I think the thing is that they probably realized that people were going to come to look at it, no matter what they wanted. Steve Jobs so, actually said it, like, yeah. architecture students will come see this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and stupid fanboys like us as well. Yeah, he said, he said it in the presentation the, for the council, but anyway. Nice. A few things they sell in there. Mm -hmm. Baby clothes. Apple baby clothes. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. T-shirts, yeah. Caps, yeah. Tote bags, yeah. You can have a coffee, yeah. And then there is a designated AR area. Interesting. With the whole Apple campus, that so you can just project a big AR three D model in on top of an actual model mm -hmm. of the AR campus. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, by the time this episode comes out, AR is just is a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Although to be honest, like it'd be such a waste to go to what probably is such a beautiful area and then view it in the AR. So do you know what's interesting about the um so the Apple Park Visitor Center is actually like it's another building, right? Yeah. It's not inside the donut. No. Right. I know we're gonna talk about it later, but the actual roof of that particular building. So basically for anyone who's listening, it's like someone took like a glass box and put like a big piece of wood on top mm -hmm. to make like a huge canopy slash roof. Mm -hmm. Right. That roof is actually made of carbon fiber mm -hmm. because they don't want it to be too heavy because the walls are made of glass. Yeah. 
That's that's insane. Yeah. So apparently yeah. the it also doesn't have any support columns. So yes, exactly, what is supporting yeah. the rooftop is the glass. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, apparently yeah. the biggest stru structure only supported by glass. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. You want to know know another fun fact? Uh, uh let me say my fun facts. All right. Might no, be yours. No, no. Is that the the roof is modeled to look like a MacBook? Oh, I didn't know. That. Yeah, yeah. So the apparently the type of curvature they use and stuff like that is is from the MacBook. Yeah, yeah. There are actually a lot of uh, Mac. Mac or, or Apple um, synergy, not synergies, but like reflections of the product. Mm -hmm. Like the, the signage in the, basically under the whole campus, there is a huge parking lot. Yeah, yeah. That's and a shame, by the way. Why? You need, people need to park somewhere. I know, but you know, and, you, and, and on the edge of the park, they've got these two parking things, right? Yeah, but that's so, fine. No, Apparently, there is tons of traffic when people need to leave. And really? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so the signature or the, 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 the lights of the, that say the direction, mm -hmm. um, also represent the same as the the safari buttons the exit button the x the minimize and the oh really the yeah because well, they're called traffic lights aren't they exactly yeah yeah, yeah in the browser yeah, yeah. that makes sense anyway but let's go to the visitor center what other fun facts do you have no that's it that's it yeah. okay i have one that's gonna blow your mind yeah ready yeah, yeah basically you need to figure out a way so you have the rooftop connected with the with the glass you need to figure out a, a way to power the led lights on top oh okay yeah yeah, because I guess you can't have like cabling and stuff like that running around. Yeah, so you know how they did it? No. So the in between the seams, the silicon seams of oh, the glass, they put they cables. Are passing all the LED cables That's that cool. powered That's power really cool. from the floor to the top. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. That's, that's, very that's cool. a really cool fact. Yeah. Um another really interesting thing. Um are are, are you done with the, the, the visitor campus? I am I'll be honest, I'm a little bit distracted looking at what you can buy there. <laughs> All right. They've also got a huge model of Apple Park. That's insane. Yeah, that's the AR model. That's an so AR? it's a huge model. Right. And you can just project. So what happens is that you project an AR experience in there and it serves as an anchor point. Yeah. And they are anchor points. Right. Basically you can see the, the real model and then the, the AR model. So then you phone. Then yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Um when you buy a coffee at Sorry, I know we're talking about the Apple part, but the visitor center is arguably more interesting because there's a non-zero chance that maybe one day I'll actually go there. But they, you know, that latte art. Yeah. Apparently, they're according to TripAdvisor, the latte art is Apple logos. I wonder how they do that. Oh, I think they just pour that really well. That's crazy. The whole Apple logo is in the whole in the in the in your life. So they poured an Apple logo with the milk. Yeah. That's cool. Anyway. That's probably my favorite fact from today. Anyway, go on. Anyway, another thing that I really, you know, another company that I really like is Pixar. Really? What Man, you've mean? never mentioned that before. And you're joking. But you know, you know, Steve Jobs also was a big part in designing the Pixar campus. Yes, vaguely. Okay. Well, yeah. he was, I'm yeah. telling you. Yeah, yeah. And there are huge synergies between Apple campus mm -hmm. and Pixar campus. Mm -hmm. A few things, for example, is how the they first they start with a huge cafeteria mm -hmm. and big walls mm -hmm. these huge walls that can open up mm -hmm. and then allow the outer space and the the landscape to just come into the building yeah pixar yeah, has the exact same thing yeah, yeah. it's just connecting nature with the way you work yeah and these aren't doors like these are like the wall yeah moves yeah like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Moves. The, the whole from the floor to the ceiling across multiple stories these doors yeah yeah yeah. Okay. it's like one whole room like yeah. super tall room that goes across three floors yeah, yeah and then it just opens up pixar has a similar thing um also the way is designed 
for different departments to be forced to cross paths when they go from one place to another. That's that's rubbish. I think that's pretty good. Oh come on! But everyone, everyone, whenever you hear about people working at Apple and stuff like that, it's very much like they're not allowed to. Obviously, they're supposed to collaborate and stuff like that. But you know, the iPhone team isn't supposed to really know what the Mac team is doing or what the AR team is doing or whatever the case may be. I like, do think keep, that that happens. They keep to information some on on the on the lowdown. I think that happens to some extent, though. They keep it on log. I don't think so. Uh, no, not a, like an intern won't, won't do that, but actually someone that is higher up, I think they will know. Or like a senior engineer. I, I think I think we underestimate. I've been listening to a, a few podcasts and stuff like that recently, and they're talking about like a big topic going on right now is um, feedback. So when people submit bug reports, if you're a developer and you're using an API or something and it's not working properly, you send feedback and basically you don't get any kind of feedback on your feedback. You don't know when it is fixed. It's a really bad system. Tiny amount of the bugs reported actually works on apparently it's a big, big mess right now. Okay. For Apple? Yeah, for Apple, yeah. Mm-hmm. And a few kind of anonymous Apple engineers have been talking about like feeding back into the show. It's ATP, by the way, that I'm talking about the um, podcast. But And they're like, yeah, so, you know, I do this part of this process. Like I might triage them or whatever the case may be. And then I just put them, send them off. And then I never hear about it again and stuff like that because the collaboration just isn't there between the teams because they're so secretive. They've got these big, you know, it's not meant for people to, I think maybe it's like there to like bump, oh, Ravi bumps into the EJ, oh, hey man, how's your day going? Like, you know, how are the kids, this and the other. But I don't think it's going to be like, oh, hey man, I was just designing the new iPhone. I was wondering like, what do you think? The thing is, we're, we're confusing two things because actually, you yeah. know, this whole building is made of glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, let Everyone can see pretty much. The actual... Most of the people work there is about 12,000 people, mm-hmm. but the innovation and the R&D labs and all the new products are actually made in another building. What, underground? It's completely locked off. Like there is no windows. You can't, no one can see anything. Wow. So I, I think there are two different things. So one is for like maintenance of the current products. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if bug support or bug, bug fixes and stuff like yeah. that. I, go, I, I assume it goes into that, but actually the new iPhone, new AR headset, new whatever, goes into the R&D building, which is right right next to it. So it's still on Apple Park? It's still on Apple Park, yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's, a, it's a building completely separate. I, it's basically that one. It's the one with the two, it's two big buildings. Um, These are car parks? Apparently it's under. Really? Yeah. So apparently it's like under that, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Because um, they had the, um, they had, uh, do you remember um, when they released the M1 the first time? Mm-hmm. The, and the drone went down And they on got the on the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. There's probably some stuff that we don't know about here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, that, that's also I find that really interesting. Is to what extent? Let's talk about that. To what extent the actual architecture of the place pushes okay. for innovation and pushes for collaboration? Culture. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely um, agree with you. And I think the other thing there is like, um, because the famous thing about the Pixar building is that Steve Jobs like changed where the toilets were located and stuff like that, so people would have to walk through communal areas to get to the loop mm-hmm. to like have that. It's like you know, imagine you're done for a piss and you're like, and you just like, and then Luigi's like, oh hey man, how's it going? And you're like, hey, oh, no, Luigi, oh, can talk to you now. Man. You talk too much. <laughs> But um, the other thing about this, and maybe you want to talk about this later, or maybe you want to talk about this now, is you spent $5 billion on a campus. When did it open? 2018? 2017. 2017. Two years later, COVID. Like, that's mm-hmm. got to that's gotta annoy you. If you just spent $5 billion on something. Yeah. 
then you have COVID and then the whole working from home yeah. Yeah. like method. And there's still, a, there's still a big working from home debate going on within Apple as well at the moment. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, they're, they're asking people to come to the office X amount of days. Someone left, like a really senior person left a few months ago because they were just like, I'm just, no. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, 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 I have mixed feelings. Um, mm -hmm. I think working from home is good to have the flexibility. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I, I don't know if I've told you this, but if I have, if I have then I'll repeat it. But great products are built after great teams. And for me, it's really hard for you to actually build a team when the whole year, pretty much, you're working remote and you're just seeing each other through a screen. Can I say something? Yeah. I, this is definitely going off topic, so bring me back, all right? Okay. But basically, my pet peeve is people talking about future of work. Because it's one of these things, right? Like, and especially on LinkedIn, because it's one of these things where everyone's got an opinion, everyone's got their own personal preference, and you don't really need that much knowledge to be able to talk about future future work because everyone works right yeah so everyone's qualified to like it's their lived experience right mm -hmm. you know everyone's qualified to talk about it but what it means that everyone just does talk about it oh future of work this future of work that and no one's really got any clue do you know what i mean so just wanted to say that but i'm not criticizing you because to answer your question directly i completely agree with you no i don't mind if you like i appreciate it it's, it's not an opinion that i agree or disagree or there's just so many people on linkedin who just talk about it i'm just like man shut up I think you have a problem with people posting on LinkedIn stupid stuff, but <laughs> I, I, I would agree like if you, we don't really know the future of work. The problem is that when once we set a standard and that standard doesn't become like, productive enough for you to actually be able to create great products, then it becomes a problem. But at the same time, we have been able to prove that by working remotely, companies work just fine, right? Yeah. So there, yeah, there's a great balance that we need to figure out. There. I mean, I do agree with you. Like, um, I, I can speak personally, right? In terms of not future work, but in terms of what I prefer as an individual yeah. and where I think I'm most productive, it's, it's seeing a team face to face. Yeah. I think there are two things actually. It's like for a company that is well set, something like Apple, uh, the Googles, the Microsofts, that they have all their, 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 their structure, their processes, all of them set up. That makes sense. If you're a startup with five people, yeah. you're all working remotely. Is very very hard for you to actually build a great product and a I, great team. I actually, mm -hmm. that's a good point. I think with five people though, it's small enough that everyone can just be in sync. Like you can get it done with a WhatsApp chat. Let's say five to twenty people. I, it, honestly, having been through that journey myself, like I think once you get past like fifteen, that's when you start getting these big. It's the two pizza rule as well. Like, mm -hmm. so it's the if anyone doesn't know, Jeff Bezos said that team shouldn't be larger than um, the number of people it takes to eat two pizzas. Yeah, right. But like honestly, I think there's something about that because that's when. There's like a critical mass of people and then communication starts becoming a big problem. Sure, but it's not about communication. It's about like to build a startup is hard. Mm -hmm. right? It's not something that you just do from like nine to nine to five, right? Yeah, yeah. So being together makes such a difference and just to being remotely and having like one catch of a day. Yeah, but the yeah, but then I mean look, it depends on what you know, how you define remote, right? Because, you know, remote culture can be working can be having one catch up per day or it can be everyone's online at the same time people are dropping calls to each other people are letting each other get on with the thing that they need to do without disturbing them mm. people you know people are catching up you know you're meeting up you know every two weeks irl you know that kind no, of thing. no i meant more like there is one person working in in the us one in the uk another one in italy oh, right. another one in Thailand. okay that's different yeah that's different the other thing as well that i don't like we're going way off topic here. yeah but is um i feel like conversations are slower online definitely yeah. it's a different mode of communication you have to say your paragraph and then let someone else say their paragraph and someone else say their paragraph and then actually someone wanted to come back to paragraph one but because of the way that it's there like the the conversation has flowed and moved in a different somewhere way. yeah i don't like that yeah it's very messed it's up like, 
high latency communication, even if it's like on a synchronous. When you're cutting each other as well, because the internet is not good. It's not great. Anyway, enough of that. Yeah. Can you tell me about earthquakes? Yeah. Let's talk about the Apple campus again. Mm -hmm. So Steve Jobs, big fan of Japan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Imagine if he just... What? What are you laughing about? What if Steve Jobs goes, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Japan. I think he would probably say that in his lifetime, yeah. I'm so, a big fan of Japan. Big fan of Japan, yeah. Not, oh, I really appreciate the culture and the, uh, you know, the details-focused approach of the Japanese people. Big fan of Japan. Big fan of Japan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said that one day. Anyway, so Japan is very well known for their earthquakes, right? Yeah. They, they, yeah. they have to figure out a way to innovate their buildings so they can support like high level earthquakes and mm -hmm. hard high level earth movements. Mm -hmm. So Apple, mm -hmm. as you know, California as well is like very well known for the earthquakes. So Apple needed to figure out a way to also innovate and how can the Apple campus survive to pretty high earthquakes. Mm -hmm. So what they did is they have this thing called the base isolation systems. Mm -hmm. And it's a super interesting thing because actually if you compare conventional how conventional buildings are made, they are it's pretty much you you bring a, 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 a huge excavator, you mm -hmm. take out a bunch of soil, mm -hmm. and then you find a solid rock, and then you start building from there. You're mm -hmm. attaching the, the building to the rock and then grow. Yeah. Go, for, go from so there. So right? you're, you're super gluing it to the earth. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. That's, That's something else Steve Jobs said, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. You're anyway. super gluing. Yeah. We're not going to super glue the <laughs> Apple campus. <laughs> anyway, so what happens is like, once the, that 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 piece of rock moves, mm -hmm. the whole thing on top moves as well. Yeah, yeah. This is really messy. Yeah. So what they did is they have this Japan innovated in this, but actually this were building in the US. Mm -hmm. um, they put nine thousand of these base isolation systems, mm -hmm. which basically are imagine that you have one surface which is connected to the rock, mm -hmm. and then another surface which is just hovering on top, mm -hmm. and it's connected by one beam. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that one beam allows when the top surface, when the bottom surface moves, mm -hmm. it allows the top surface to be static on top. So right. imagine when you put a, a, an ice cube on a plate mm -hmm. and the plate is hot yeah. and the ice cube melts a little bit, mm -hmm. you can move the plate, but the yeah. ice cube kind of stays yeah, in there. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of what, what the system they're trying to replicate. And they had about 9,000 of these things connecting the whole Apple campus to the bottom. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that are in the building that we don't, we just look at it, oh, this looks cool, but actually there's a lot of, a lot of things going on. Do you reckon Norman Foster would have said that or do you reckon it would be like the engineering friendly bring it? I think Norman Foster and Steve Jobs would have, would have been like, hey man, we're spending five billion. What there is a do? chance that is an earthquake tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Like how do we yeah. make sure we, we don't lose five billion? Yeah, no. And that's a problem to solve and then probably the engineers came up with that. When they're building it, when they're building it, they must, um, like what happens if there's an earthquake while you're building it? Things are right now. Really? Like, Actually, to be fair, like if it's on the bottom of the building, like it's foundational, right? Yeah. You dig a big hole, lay your foundations, yeah. then put your sources on it, and then everything, anything else is built is built onto yeah. that. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not like, oh, we built the building, we just put the, we the, put the bearings the in, so let's yeah, just yeah, get yeah. a big crane in. The... <laughs> no. no, no, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought that was a few a few interesting elements there. Mm -hmm. um, another last thing, mm -hmm. and this is my last fun fact, mm -hmm. is Apple, they have their own care clinic. Mm -hmm. In the, in the whole thing. Mm -hmm. They also have their own huge health and gym facility. Mm -hmm. um, and they have their own private bus systems to move between buildings because this is not the only Apple building. Yes. They have. In um, Cupertino, right? Yeah. yeah. And the final thing is that this whole building is 100% powered by green energy. Nice. They have a 70%, they have a 75% of their energy mm -hmm. is powered by 
by the solar panels on the rooftop, mm-hmm. which is about 17 megawatts of power. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, it covers about 75% of the energy demand. Um, and the rest is just biofuel and natural gas. Nice. Um, anyway, okay, cool. That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Right, so, uh, That's very interesting. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. Glass. Right. What are your thoughts on glass? I just want to say that. So Luigi, um, question for you. Hmm. Would you want to work in the Apple camp, uh, in Apple Park? I would like to visit. If work you, is a different thing, man. If you work, uh, let's, okay, let's, 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 um, let's ask the question. Like, regardless if I work for Apple or yeah, if well, I work let, for uh, any other company. It's a bad question. It's a bad question. Okay. A better question would be. Yeah, still ask me stupid questions, right? That's kind of rude. <laughs> I do. I did it publicly and in yeah. a, with a straight face. That's very rude. There we go. Um, but the, the question that I wanted to ask was, if you were to design a $5 billion campus, for a company, what ideas would you take from Apple Park and what ideas would you implement differently? I think green space, mm-hmm. green space definitely, mm-hmm. uh, and carbon. Green space, green energy, mm-hmm. those are two things that will, I will, there will be like no negotiables. Mm-hmm. I will go a bit wild with the shape. Maybe like a bunch of buildings interconnecting with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would do. Have you seen um, Ex Machina, the film? No. Okay, well then I won't go down that road. But basically I would uh, put it in the middle of nature and not do it in a city. But then town. how do, no one will go to the office that's fine okay that's fine that's their problem it's not accessible to anyone (laughs) i would i would no i would i would and like maybe have like and go proper like bond villain lair seriously like in the middle of nowhere like you will have to create a campus around it so people yeah definitely yeah 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 100 percent. but for five billion you could build a city yeah but people don't go people wouldn't leave work you have to put a pub you have to put a (laughs) restaurant the first thing maslow's hierarchy of starbucks (laughs) it's the face of a pub Uh, no, I, that's what I would do. And like maybe do it on like a mountainside or something and just have the most insane views. Like that would be awesome. I think the views are important. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Views are pro- view, views and green energy. Yeah, green right. energy and all that stuff. But that's table stakes these days, right? But I feel like literally just like, you know, you're going there as an event. Do you know what I mean? And like, maybe it's only, maybe there's only enough space for a thousand people, 2000 people. But you really want all your employees to just like, Feeling like going to the office is an event. Not going to the office is. I think. I think what I'm envisioning is a world in which, like, this is proper. Like, um, this is 1984. Style. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is, I was gonna say it's it's very like Blade Runner, but where their life is because that's what they're trying to do. Right? That's what Google do. That's why they put like the massages and the free food and you know the sleeping pods and stuff like that because they want you to spend as much time in the office as possible. Mm-hmm. Not because they want you to work you know, 20 hours a day because they just want you to be in the space, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they put wellness centers and, and health centers and stuff like that there. Yeah. Because they just, what, what are the excuses for somebody leaving? Let's just try and, not yeah. force them, but let's just try and, you know, take them off one by one. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, that'd be cool. Maybe like, maybe close to like a town where everyone can live that's not owned by the company. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like in the Alps or something, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Bonvin and... One day. Yeah. One day. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed this show, feel free to share with a friend and leave a comment. Leave it to me. Leave it to you. Yeah. Leave a comment below that helps other people find the podcast. Also, in the show notes, you will find all the links and all the, the discussions that we talked about. And you will also find a link to Bioso Design where you will find all the socials and our Patreon. And if you go to the Patreon, you will find access to all our previous episodes and you can also choose to support us if you want to thanks again and see you next time see you next time